party. All right, let's welcome our guest for today, Mr. Larry Dantzler. Larry Dantzler, how are you doing today? Yeah, only um, only people that don't really know me call me Larry Dantzler. All my close friends call me Coach D, and I'm uh-huh. with Skycast Production. So how about if I just call you Dad, because that's who you are, uh, right? Then you let the cat out the bag. Everybody know I'm your dad. <laughs> That's right. I figured let's go ahead and make my very first guest on the show. My dad. How are you doing yeah. today? I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. I'm up here in New York. So this is a good way to communicate. Absolutely. So this is actually episode two of my podcast. Did you listen to episode one? Yes, I listened to episode one. I episode one was very informative. It was okay. the type of podcast that like it's going to be good for people to listen to like especially like right before they go to bed because your voice is like even keel very soothing oh okay cool so in the very first episode of the podcast i was talking about knowing the season that you're in and the way that i episodes is with asking people you know questions that are thought provoking that'll get their going and um i just wondered if i could ask you some of the questions that i asked you know our listeners in the last episode sure go ahead so one of the questions was what are the indicators that you see in this season well being that i mean kept inside for like the last eight weeks 10 weeks. Right? It gives you, yeah. It gives you a chance to think about things. It gives you a real chance to search out the reality of who you are and what direction that you're going into. Mm-hmm. I, st- I tend to picture when we had the good old days. A lot of people are going to talk about that now. When the sun was shining, the leaves are on the trees, you can sit outside, you can go places. You can go to restaurants and sit down and you didn't have to worry about these kind of things. So the season that I see is that one of the four seasons that we normally have, which is like springtime, buds on the trees, everything is just in the beginning. And that's where it seems like a lot of technology is going today because a lot of people are forced one way or the other to get engaged in technology. So um, just so listeners that aren't listening in this time frame understand and know, we are right now going through the COVID-19 crisis. And so what my dad, Coach D, was referring to is the fact that we are currently in a shelter in place order all over the United States and multiple cities and countries all over the world. And so a lot of us have been forced to get out of our comfort zone and try different things technologically and um, have meetings that are through Zoom and FaceTime and all kinds of things like that. So it's a little bit of a stretching time for us all right now. So yeah, that's kind of what he was alluding to in his response. Um, So here's another question, you ready? Yes. Are you in the part of your journey that looks and feels like springtime where things are blooming and predictable or are you in the fall when there's incredible amount of change and nothing really seems certain? Springtime. 
Um, okay. The fall is leading us into where we got to start to put on sweaters. And next thing you know, it's winter time. It gets dark mm-hmm. early and all that kind of stuff. The springtime stays light longer. So you have a little bit more light, a little bit more energy to do the things that you need to do. One of the things that mm-hmm. I found, one of the things that I found out is that we're in something completely different that we've never gone through before. And people, everybody's going to react different towards this. Um, I heard a bishop talking the other night saying how he yearns for people to be in the pews while he's preaching. Because right now he's preaching through Zoom. So he doesn't really see the congregation. One of the things that spring help us to do is to remind us that we're in season number two of four seasons and we still have two more to go. So the next season that comes along is summer, which is the one that everybody loves. Beaches, parks, picnics, barbecues, get together with people. And that get together with people now is going to become something that's going to be taken more seriously than what it was before. Right. I think that this is a great opportunity even to reassess, you know, some of the things that we're doing. I think it's a good time to reassess time, but even words because we're not able to like be in people's presence. So a lot of relationships, to build relationships, to rebuild relationships. And so um, how do you find, I mean, in this season, you are utilizing your words? Well, basically, I think out loud or I talk to myself. Okay. And I'm trying to I'm trying to hear what I'm trying to say to myself. And a lot of times it's saying that when you sit in the quietness of yourself, you start to see that from the age that I've at, I'm at, there are more years behind you than there are in front of you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Depending on your health and all this other kind of stuff. But one of the things that you would like to be able to do is that when you communicate to people, that people understand what you're talking about. This gave us a chance to communicate with people electronically and verbally because it was becoming strictly electronically. Because Mm. the if I might use that word, were like glued to their phones. And now with this whole situation, they're getting tired of them because now you have to do school with them. Now you have to really be glued to the computer. Now you have to right. really, really be glued to your phone because you have to be able to <clears throat> download work or scan homework and be able to work on it. So it's taken another direction and parents are getting being able to see what it's like as a teacher who spends five and a half hours to six hours a day uh, using their words, trying to communicate to children. And now parents have to do it. 
And right. you see a lot of parents are giving accolades to teachers because it's not an easy thing. When you have to use your words to explain to 30 kids one subject and not all 30 will get it at the same time. I'm having a problem with my Right, so you definitely have some experience in that arena. You remember, you were a classroom teacher for a while. (laughs) You remember that? Definitely. So, so what is some advice that you would give newly minted homeschool teachers who are also, you know, a little bit in shock because now I got these little ones and I never thought that I was going to have to teach them anything. What's some advice you, that you, you can You have to have a designated space for them. Um, you have to have a room where they're going to be coming in just as if they'd be coming home from school, get their snacks, sit down and do their homework. You try to develop a routine for them and let that routine be their routine. And then what you try to do is you try to have a designated area for them, mm-hmm. some place that's going to be quiet for them. Because if you're a parent that's working at home, you don't want them to be disturbing you because you might be on a meeting or be on a Zoom call or whatever the story might be. So you also have to be patient with them because you got to remember, these are kids that would Every three or four hours, you know, if they're the young ones, they'd have a snack. They got to go to the bathroom. Okay, you change the subject. They're learning something else. They go to lunch. But now the routine is your routine and it's different. And you might even have some kids trying to tell their parents, well, you know, at 10 o'clock we have a snack. And Ma says, what do you mean a snack? You just got up. You know, so you have to be flexible and you have to be able to adjust and you have to make it work because this is how it's going to be for a while. Mm. Mm -hmm. So that is really a huge change or a huge transition going from maybe being um, a project manager or a fashion designer or even an auto mechanic or whatever a parent's profession actually is. And so changing and having to transition and put on the hat of now being homeschool teacher and doing their normal job, maybe not for the mechanic, but for some of the other parents who are professionals, you know? So it may be a little bit jarring, but this is a time that a lot of us are having to come to grips with things just simply being different. So what I would like to ask you is, what is some advice that you would love to give people that are going through transition and going through change so that they can do it well? Can you give us just some practical steps on how to navigate through change and transition? There's a, a book. Uh, the name of the book is, uh, I think it's called Who Moved My Cheese? And I don't know who the author is. I can't remember who the author is at this particular time. And the book talks about management and change. A lot of people aren't susceptible to change because especially if they've been working 
five, ten years at one particular job, their answer to everything is that this is how we always have done it. I never experienced or thought that I would see people taken from toll booths. And when you drive through a toll booth, there's a camera that takes a picture of your license plate and charge. I never thought that. Oh, yeah. I never thought that day would come, and that's changed. I never thought mm-hmm. that uh, when we when we was in Georgia, and you had that pass, and you just put it onto the turnstile, and you went on through, like there is no one there that can give you a card or make change for you. That's a play on words. To be able to, <laughs> to be able to get through the subway, and now that's starting to evolve up here, where they're using the metro card as it's no longer sliding; it's like a flash card. You put it over like everything else, like PayPal or what's it called, Apple Pay. We just uh-huh. you just put it on top. Change is coming. I seen the thing the other day where they wanna. Make sure people are doing this social distancing, this staying apart socially. So they have drones, and it was funny too because I just had seen a movie about drones, um, Eye in the Sky, I think the name of it was. But they had drones that were microphones and telling people you're too close together, you got to separate each other. Now. We laugh at enemy of the state when Regina King said, well, who's watching the people that's watching us? And the next thing they're going to start to do, because if, if they're going to monitor us with social distancing, then the next thing they're going to say is that, oh, we got to put a chip in you to make sure that we know where you are. All of this stuff is like coming down the pipe. It's just coming at a different time. Because I remember there was a time when there was no cameras on the streets, which was a change. They put cameras almost everywhere and they changed the light bulbs so that either the cameras can pick up the people, they made it brighter, it seemed like. But my wife says it looks like the lights are darker because there's more accidents which is a funny kind of bulb that they're using. I have no idea, but it's a different thing. It's a change that they don't even tell you about. This is something that happens like overnight. You wake up one morning, it's one way. Street is one way, two way. Wake up the next morning, it's one way. So change is coming. You have to be flexible enough to deal with change. And you have to be able, especially in this world of technology, to be tech savvy or else right. you'll get left behind because this is this is a train that's not stopping for anybody so when change is on its way or change is coming what is something that you would say for people that are like oh my gosh the change is on the way and it's coming and i see it and i've recognized that it's a season of change what is just one little gem that you would want to leave our listeners with today? An old-fashioned thing that's called a book. Most of this stuff is written in books and it explains to you 
how it's going to evolve. And we need to take the time, either electronically or hard copies of books, to read them. Because change is coming. And and a lot of change is already here. Just from our shut-in that we have now and what we're doing. So you have to be prepared for it. I think it's John Wooden that says that um, you have to prepare. If you don't prepare then you're not getting ready for what you have to do. It's not the exact quote, but it's been a while since I looked at his book. So you have to be prepared for change. Change is here. Change is here. And so I went ahead and looked up the book, Who Moved My Cheese? It's actually by Spencer Johnson. So if anybody that's listening wants to go out and grab that and prepare yourself for change, that's a tidbit that we can take to the bank. So yeah. Coach D, my dad. Yes, thank one you more so thing I want. For being... I, just, I don't mean to interrupt you, but it's one more thing. I, I kind of remember the slogan, uh, prior planning prevents poor performance. Oh, okay. There's another one. So we can all put that in our pockets and take it with us as we're navigating through change. So again, thank you, thank you, thank you for being on this second episode of my podcast. Yes. Yes. All right. And we'll have you on a guest at another time. All right. Okay. And um, once we get our studio set up, we'll give you a call and we'll have you on ours too. Okay. Excellent. Thank you so much. All right. Take care. All right. And to everybody else, We'll check you out on our very next episode. Up.